Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of High Impact. Of course, because it's Wednesday, that means it is a guest expert episode. And today's guest is the amazing Sari Kossoff. Sari is a funnels expert and I actually worked with Sari a few months ago and honestly, she was amazing. I could not recommend her enough. This isn't me just going to be like selling her by the way, but she honestly is incredible. And I wanted to get her on today because I know that building out passive sales funnels and not even just passive ones, sales funnels in general is an area of interest for so many of you. And when you start to grow and scale your business, no matter even if you're at the very beginning or if you're a few years in and you want to start bringing in sales more automatically, start warming up and nurturing your audience, then passive sales funnels are the way to go. So in this episode, we delve deep into the wonderful world of funnels. We talk about where to actually begin, what lead magnets make great lead magnets, what kind of emails you should send your audience, what the funnel should look like. Do you include low ticket? Can you sell high ticket? Do you include a tripwire? We're going to answer all of these questions and more in today's episode. Buckle in, get your notepad out. Hope you enjoy it. And here is Sari. Sari, welcome to High Impact. Thank you. So excited to be here. So excited that you're here and so lovely to see you again. So for those who don't know, Sari actually helped me set up my passive sales funnels. And so I wanted to bring her on because I know that a lot of people want to do this. And I actually had some current clients reach out to me and they were like, oh my God, I want to do the same thing. How do I do it? How do I go about it? But it can feel quite overwhelming. So I wanted to get you on today to discuss passive sales funnels, how to go about it, where to begin, Mm -hmm. things to do, things not to do. But I would love if you could give us a brief introduction to who you are and what it is that you do. Sure. So my name's Sari. I am originally from the States, but I live abroad in Spain and I am a marketing and funnel strategist. So what this looks like is I am either helping people on a mentorship or consultant level, teaching them how to build funnels and with their digital marketing or doing actual done for you sales funnels, which is obviously what I helped Katie with. And yeah, we had such a great time doing it. And obviously I loved working with you and it's really excited to be here and talk to your audience about it. Yes. And I remember reaching out to you because I hate techie things and Mm -hmm. I hate fiddly things. And this is like where you were so great. But for people that are thinking of, okay, I want a passive sales funnel, or I want things to be a bit more automated because that's the reason why I Mm. reached out to you. I was just sort of sick of constantly relying on showing up every single, I mean, I still show up every single day, but I think there was this, this need. I felt like sometimes there were days where I didn't want to, or I I couldn't. Mm. And that was, I was solely relying on that to bring in leads in my business. And I wanted to automate things a little bit. That's where I felt I was at in my business. Where do you think or when do you think it's a good time for people to start thinking about introducing passive sales funnels or are there different Mm. kinds of passive sales funnels that you would recommend at different stages of business? Yeah, so that's a really good question. I think there's different ones for each phase of your business. So what I like to preach is that you can literally use funnels, meaning passive funnels at the same time 
from the start of your business. If you're posting content, if you're posting links out there, you can have this be a lot more automated and make it easier than you probably are making it. So let's say you're at the start of your business and you haven't really dabbled in automation. You're pretty much doing everything manually. And I'm sure if you're an online business owner, you've heard something about like a freebie or a lead magnet. So the first thing and best way to start using passive funnels could be to have your lead magnet, which of course you're going to be posting about on social media, but then set up some automated emails, which would be then promoting some type of paid product. And if you want this to be passive, obviously that product should not require your physical presence. So that could look something like a checklist or like a PDF that you you build out on Canva about your industry, it can be really simple. And I think when people hear passive income or passive funnel, they get a little scared, like it's going to be so complicated. I'm, I'm not ready for that. But most likely, you probably already have the products there. It's more just getting it into that system, which as you said, that's not something that you enjoy doing. But it is really not that complicated if you don't have the budget to outsource it. Um, and you can get that set up usually in your CRM platform, which would look something like, you know, a MailChimp or Kajabi, a lot of people use things like this. And you can go ahead and get that passive funnel set up. If you're looking to take it to the more advanced level, that would mean maybe looking like using ads uh, to get people in, because that would mean you don't have to be manually posting on social media about that offer. So that's making it truly passive. Um, so there's different levels to it. But to summarize, you can really use them from the start and it's going to take a lot of weight off your shoulders because you won't feel that desire or necessity to show up every single day, which I know a lot of us feel that. And I think the great thing about creating these funnels is that once you've created it and you've tested mm. it for a little bit, and we will talk about the testing phase and things to, to look out for later mm. on, but it's done and you just don't have to worry about it. So there's that initial setup period and testing period and then it's done and it just sits there and does things exactly. on its own and that's a really great feeling when you when you do that and something that i i love as well is let's say you build out one funnel your test you test this you you get it to a really good point that can become a template that you use for future offers so it's not that it's like a one and done thing you can literally hit duplicate on all the crm you press just duplicate the funnel or duplicate the sequence and you just throw in your new offers throw in some new copy and then you have a whole nother funnel. So when you learn how to do it, or if you, you know, get one outsourced and set up for you, it becomes an asset that you can use, you know, for years, maybe even forever, things change, but you can use it for a very long time, which is great. Yeah. So where would you recommend then starting when it comes to mm -hmm. thinking of building out a sales funnel? Say you've been in business for like a year or two and you're like, mm -hmm. okay, I've got a couple of, maybe you've got a couple of like low ticket self-paced offers, mm -hmm. or you want to do it to your one-on-one -on -one coaching so you can nurture people through email. Mm -hmm. Where would you suggest starting and what does a good quote unquote, a good example of a funnel look like? I know there's going to be slight differences depending on the person, yeah. but generally speaking. I think 100% every single person should have some type of freebie funnel, but that doesn't just mean having a freebie and having people downloading it and that's it. Have a freebie and then have something come after it. So for example, for myself, I have my free funnel training and then after that it pitches my strategy session. So in contrast to you, this is not passive because when someone books a strategy session with me, then you know I show up for that. But that's a really good example of a funnel. If let's say you don't have 
something else yet. You don't have a low ticket offer. You could just go from a freebie to a one-to-one session with you. If you do have low ticket offers, then 100% have a freebie and then start promoting that next low ticket offer. And I do recommend at the moment, I think this is something that we saw together with testing as well. Low ticket products are selling a lot easier right now. It's just kind of a trend that I'm seeing with clients. And so really having something after your freebie be probably under $50 or 50 pounds, whatever you're charging in and have that be a great, that would be a great starting point. Yes, because something interesting that I found and then when we were working together is that initially when we had to tweak the sales funnels a little bit, which perhaps now we should talk about expectations with sales funnels, because I think sometimes people are like, I will set up this email sequence and people will just funnel themselves into my (laughs) $3,000. Yeah. And it's going to be super simple. And I mean, if only, right. I mean, not to say it can't happen. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. But I think sometimes people are like, oh, they'll just funnel themselves into my three grand offer. And it's going to be just one email sequence. that's going to do that. What can you expect when it comes to implementing these funnels? Yeah. So something that I try to help people understand is that a lot of times when you see the content that's like, oh, you're going to make millions with make millions with the funnel. I made $100,000 with my funnel. These people are at a, on a whole different other level. They're working with other people behind the scenes. They have partnerships. They probably have a huge audience. Those are the people that are making a ton right away. So from the start, you should really I would say lower your expectations because it's going to be about testing and seeing what works for you. Now, with that being said, if you're running your funnel for months and you're not seeing anything with it, stop. Let's like try something else new, put some other products in there. But you should go into it knowing that this is going to be a learning experience and the greatest value you're going to get from the start is learning more about what your audience is consuming and buying. So for example, learning that people are more likely to purchase something that's 20 pounds instead of 300 pounds from the start and then pushing them into the higher ticket. So from the start, just know that it's going to be about testing. But from there, as long as you're committed and know that it will work, it's just figuring out what works best for your audience and kind of expanding your time horizon a bit. And being open to chopping and changing a little bit. I think yes. if you aren't as familiar with marketing, that's what you do all the time in marketing and sales. Mm-hmm. You do, you try, you test, you experiment, you go back mm-hmm. to the drawing board and you're like, okay, well, that didn't work. Let's try this now. Being educated in your guesses, of course, but also not yes. expecting that the whole world is going to change immediately. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that a lot of people come into these experiences, not only just with you, I'm sure, and they come into the sales funnel, like into their containers with you and they're like solve my problems but they do it with me as well you know they come in and like Mm. why am I not a millionaire after like one month of working with you and I'm like yeah I think with business and marketing in general a lot of people who aren't in business or aren't marketers don't realize that so it's something as being marketers and business coaches ourselves we should really set those expectations from the start and that's actually Mm -hmm. something I had to work on some because with my first clients I think I was just like you know, yeah, that's going to do great things for your business. I never put like a monetary expectation, but being more clear that it takes time. It's an investment in the future of your business. It's not like maybe it's going to be a short-term success and win. That would be amazing. And it does happen, but it's more of a long-term investment in how your business is going to be running, you know, forever. And that's Mm -hmm. the whole purpose of using funnels or using different marketing strategies is to figure out what works for your business 
And especially with funnels, make it so you can get a lot of work off of your plate because a key pillar of it is the automation aspect. Yes. So say you're wanting to create a funnel. Would you recommend using offers that you have already sold before? Mm. Or would you say, oh, it's totally fine to create a funnel with brand new offers? What are your thoughts on that? I think that it's going to depend on you and if you are the type of person who's willing to put invest a little more time in your funnel because let's say you create new offers and they don't work from the start you need to tweak them a little bit obviously the time horizon for your funnel success is going to be a bit longer than if you already use offers that are established or that your you know would do well with your audience um for example if you want to use ads i would really recommend that offer that you're using for ads, you should know that your audience is going to buy it or is interested in something like that because that's going to be the best way for it to work right from the start. So just to summarize, it should really depend on your time frame for how you when you want this to work by and how you want it to work. If you want it to be a quick win, you should definitely use offers that are already selling. Mm-hmm. And just generally speaking, it's drawing off evidence that this offer is validated by the market and that's the stuff that Mm. we should be like cool like people do want this so Mm. to give a really tangible example of a funnel that um sarah and i worked on together one of them was for sold out stories uh which is one of my highest selling programs that i had still have and (laughs) what we found is that when we did the freebie and then tried to sell the sold out stories masterclass straight afterwards because I was doing this funnel via ads this was a really cold audience to me they were just discovering me for the first time even though it was still a low ticket investment it was going to be 197 pounds it was still a little bit too much for someone who wasn't familiar with me so we changed that strategy a little bit put in a, a low ticket tripwire offer some story scripts and that had a big difference because it was such a no brainer. Like it was like people wouldn't think too long and hard about spending Mm. something under 20 quid. And if they lose that money, they're like, Oh, well it's 20 quid. Like it's not the end of the world. And it's really important to think about the audience at that moment. You know, like we are using ads. So that means it is the cold audience and for them to then go invest, you know, almost 200 pounds in something where they just knew they just got to know you this is their first hit then it's different than people for example who are already following you on social they're seeing your stories every day they're seeing you show up constantly it's a different type of sell so what i would recommend is just always think you obviously know who your ideal client is you know who your audience is but think about them in that specific moment of time and like where they're at on the customer journey because that is going to affect everything and also have to think about that in the different parts of the funnel, but that's getting a little deep. (laughs) So say we are creating a funnel. I think it'd be really helpful if we could just map out a basic funnel for people that are listening and Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, maybe I'm going to DIY. Maybe I'm going to try it myself and I've got a freebie and maybe they've got like a low ticket offer afterwards. How would you recommend, what would you recommend they do? So what, obviously, okay, we've got the, we've got the lead magnet. Now what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what I would recommend doing if you want it to really work easier is set up your automated emails, have about five of them. That's my rule of thumb is at least five emails in a sequence. So what that would mean would be from your freebie, 
to your low ticket offer, you want to have at least five emails in between. And a rule of thumb could be to send an email every one or two days. If you don't mind about being, you know, in your, your, the inbox quick, then just send one every single day. You might think it sounds annoying, but really this is proven to work and think about how many times like shops are emailing you. It's multiple times per day. So have those five emails set up and where you're going to set that up is in your email marketing platform. So you need to have an email marketing tool if you don't have one yet. If you don't have one yet, in general, you need to have that in your business for it to be successful in the long term. So all of the email marketing tools these days have something called sequences or automations or journeys. There's different words, but it pretty much means the same thing. And that is where you're going to place your automated emails. And in these automated emails, you want to be speaking about a little bit about the previous offer, which would be about the freebie. And then you want to pitch your next offer. And what I would recommend for it to work really well from the start is give them some type of deal for joining in this period or purchasing in this period. So let's say you give them, depending on the product, you know, five pounds off if they join in the next five days, or you say, I'll give you a bonus page or a check bonus checklist along with whatever offer. So add something to it to make it a little more valuable. And that's going to inspire people to join right away. So that would be like a basic sequence. And of course, if you wanted to take it to the next level, you could have something after they purchase that paid product. So that's where your funnel continues. And one thing I will say too, though, is in funnel strategy in general, just remember you're building your email list. So even if people don't purchase that offer, of course, that's the goal, but you still are growing your email list, you're showing up, you're providing value. So that is what makes it even more powerful because you're consistently showing up. So when it comes to discounts, Mm -hmm. is there an amount that you would recommend, because it does have to be enticing enough, right, for people to actually feel the need to jump on something. So do you have a recommendation in terms of how much you would recommend discounting? Something that I like to do is keep the price what you want it to be and then just put the public price as something higher. So let's say you wanted to make 20 pounds from that offer. Then you could just say the public price is 50 and you're getting it for 20. So I think there's not like a specific amount to discount, but I would just say you want to do what feels right without it feeling too gross about it or feeling too much like you're being inauthentic. Um, so making it, if it's 50 publicly and you're selling it for five, that also makes it look like, what are they even buying? Like it, it decreases the value. So you kind of just have to use your, your head about it and see what feels right for you. I mean, even when we were working on your discounts, I remember us being like, okay, that one just doesn't feel, it feels too low or it feels, that feels like too much of a jump and you'll know it internally. But if it feels a little gross, then don't go that route because you want it to feel good. And if you're not able to make something feel good, you're not going to be able to show up confidently and sell it, you know, and where you have to sell it is on your socials and you're talking about it. So you want to feel good about what you're doing. Absolutely. Always. Mm -hmm. And what about emails to include? Do you Mm -hmm. have a recommendation in terms of maybe the first email could include this and the second one could include this? Do you have a pattern that you tend to follow? Yeah, so I, I have some templates that I use and just a general idea I'll tell you is the first email in your sequence, you always want it to be about what they just got. 
So if it was a freebie, you want it to be about the freebie. Uh, if they purchase something, you want it to be about that offer. If you pitch your next offer in the funnel, that's also okay, but don't do it in such a hard sell. You know, they just bought something from you. You want to be thanking them. You want to give them a little more information about how to use it to their best ability. And then if you want to give a little introduction to the next one, that's completely fine. Your next email should be tying together that next offer in your funnel with whatever that previous thing was. So if it was the freebie, be like, okay, this is how this paid offer is going to make your freebie learning so much better. This is why I'm giving it to you. And if you're offering some type of discount or bonus, of course, throw it in there. The third email should be all about that next offer. Forget about the other one. All about that next offer. And then I would say the next two or three, you know, just answer some common questions. Think about the transformation that someone's going to go through with that offer included there. And they don't have to be so long all the time. Uh, Sometimes it can be just like a little reminder saying, Hey, I know I told you a lot about this product. I just wanted to reach out to you one last time and invite you to take advantage of this deal. So it kind of flows from very soft sell to harder sell. And then obviously it eventually stops if they don't purchase. I'm really curious about trends at the moment with funnels in terms of just to take it back right to the start Mm. to with lead magnets, because there's been a few things that I've noticed recently. I'd be curious to hear what you've found works really well at the moment with lead magnets. Yeah. So something that I'm seeing that's working really well are things that are easily consumable. So people have so much going on all the time. Like just think about how much content we see on a regular basis. In the past, maybe it was amazing to do like a giant PDF with this, you know, a hundred page book for free. Like they're going to love that. But in reality, is someone going to read that a hundred pages if they got it for free? Probably not. So you want something easily consumable, eliminate the fluff and really try to show the value there. And that's going to do well. So I think the, the mode of this can work different for everyone, but what I'm seeing that does well are video trainings and even back to things that are like the one or two page PDF. It doesn't necessarily have to be a checklist, but something like this is is doing really got good right now. Yeah. What about and you? We did what a quiz as well. Uh, I've seen lots of quizzes and we created yeah, a quizzes. quiz and a lot of yeah. people downloaded that one. So that was yeah. really good. And that's quite a fun one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the quiz. Yeah. Quiz quiz has been working for a while now and it's just a nice asset to have for your business because you can also use it, you know, as market research. So you can look back at the answers that people give to your quiz questions and maybe even use those to tailor future offers or content that you're creating. And people can always go through a quiz, especially if it's for something they're interested in. Yeah, so good. Sorry, this has been so informative and I think people have been furiously writing notes down as you've been speaking. (laughs) How can people find you and how can people work with you if they are contemplating either wanting a funnel done for them Mm -hmm. and outsourcing the task or if they want your help creating funnels and do it with you? How can they work with you? Yeah, sounds good. So I have a few different offers that obviously range in price. It's my own little funnel. So I have my done for you offers, which are, you know, the the longest commitment. And that's where I'm actually going to be doing the most work for you. Um, setting up that funnel, designing your landing pages, going through the research, figuring out which one's going to be best for you. So that's a great option. And there are lengths based on what you want. So if you want it really fast set up, 
I have an offer that's a one month offer. And then we obviously have the longer one, which is about three months. Then I also have my funnel, funnel mentorship. And in the mentorship, that's where you're going to learn how to build funnels yourself. So people who go through this program come out with complete knowledge of how to do funnels in their business. And what's really great about the mentorship is because it's a longer period of time, we're launching funnels together. So we really come up with that solid strategy that then you can just, you know, duplicate each year. If you want to do certain funnels all year, it's great. And, you know, it's not only about passive funnels, it can also be you know, live funnels to fill up your group program and things like this. So there's so many different types of funnels. Um, it's a great way to just, you know, have that for your long-term business goals. And I would say the last thing, if people want to just get a little taste of funnel world, I do have my do-it-yourself funnel training, which is free. And you can just find that on my Instagram, which is Sari Kossoff. Amazing. I will leave all the details for those links in the show notes below. And thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, thank you for having me.